for not just sports cards, but the Pokemon cards and the collectibles. This would be the biggest show in Vancouver. I've talked to the guys that come with a huge Steph Curry collection and they're coming down from LA. I don't even want to say on here what it goes for because I could be wrong and I would just look dumb to my fellow hobbyists that watch this. <laughs> there are those stocks that because of news, because of rumors, they spike up. But is there any sustainability? And I mean, I left early in the morning. I took it through TSA. They tried to open the box. I told them, if you open this box, he will pull out of the deal. Like, you might as well just send me home with it. Welcome. This is live from Langley, BC, the number one podcast in Langley, where we talk about local news events and businesses, as well as highlight some of the interesting people who call this place home. Today, we have a local trendsetter in the fashion collective space who's planning one of the largest cards and collectibles convention in Canada. Please help me welcome Mr. Riley Roberts. Riley. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. What an intro. Today. I know, right? What an intro. I, I, I kind of typed that out before coming here. Nobody, that's I was... nobody juices me up like that <laughs> as much as my five-year-old son. That's about it. So. He probably thinks you're like Superman. Exactly. I, can't wait, I can't wait for that too. But uh, Riley, so before we get into the whole, you got all the cards here. And yeah, you know, for people who know about cards, they know the value of these. I'm just getting into it myself. So, But we'll touch, we'll touch base on that. First of all, Let's maybe tell the people a little bit about yourself. Like what even got you into this scenario where you're hosting one of the largest events in Canada now? I mean, I'm lucky enough to be one of plenty of vendors at this event. Um, I mean, I, I've always been a sports lover. I mean, I played hockey growing up. I played basketball growing up. Um, you know, I played baseball. I don't have the need to play any sports anymore. So um, you know, I love watching sports, having a kid now, you know, you kind of want to live your life through them. So it's kind of getting him into it as well. You watch, you know, I watch basketball religiously. I have it on my phone when I'm at work, you know, every job I've had to, it's been like a stipulation, you know, I got to be able to watch sports while I'm here. Like that's got to be part of it. Um, I, the love for it was so big. I think big time was I found my collection uh, that was kicking around from when I was a kid, when my mom was cleaning out the garage, had a couple cards in it, didn't really know what I was sitting on and, you know, ended up having a couple hundred dollars in cards, didn't really know what to do with them, started looking up what to do with them, found some groups for it. And it kind of just progressed from there. This was a couple years before the whole pandemic era. So I got into it before the craziness, um, it's more of, for me, just like an admiration of certain players, like. My collection is largely revolved around two players. And then other than that, it's just a matter of if I can find a good deal, if I can see potential growth in that player. But I mean, my love for sports, it's kind of just a no brainer to, you know, if you think this guy's going to do well and he's a young player, why not, you know, put a couple bucks aside and, you know, possibly it's like a stock market, like I've said. So, you know, yeah. invest in who you believe in. Yeah. And I feel like that's ultimately what drives the prices of some of these collectibles is just the nostalgia that it brings from being a kid, right? And, and thinking back to like those games where you saw those games and the emotions you went through at that age, Absolutely. right? And, and, and like you get goosebumps thinking about some of those moments. And then when you can look back at a, you know, a rare one of one or not one of one, but one of a thousand, right? Uh, where you're like, wow, this is, you know, I'm holding a piece of history with this card and resembles that moment. We've got some one of ones. We've got some one of ones, but I mean, there's people have graded ticket stubs from moments in history. You know, there's a ticket stub from a Michael Jordan game can go for the tens of thousands of dollars. It's amazing, right? But at the same time, you know, <laughs> they don't really do the ticket stubs anymore. So it's a little bit harder for us to actually get those now. So everything's electronic now it makes those a little bit more sought out after for certain collectors, right? Because we, can, we don't get those anymore. So if I were to go to a game in the States, say Portland, and Steph Curry were to go off for, say, you know, 90 points, guy goes off one night, I won't have the ticket stub for that to grade, right? I can print off an electronic piece of paper that shows I was there, but it's not the same, right? So... You don't have the popcorn bag that... <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky enough, I did catch a headband from one of my favorite players at a game once. Oh, so awesome. I got to get that authenticated still. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing because you, you mentioned earlier too that uh, you mentioned before too that even just before COVID, stuff like this started to get more attention because um, you thought, you know, a lot of people are getting money that they, you know, from the government and CERB and in our case. Uh, but I also feel like throughout this whole, you know, I guess experience that we've had, we saw money become a big factor in like, hey, they're printing more of it. Inflation's going through the roof. What can we get our hands on that can hold the value so Absolutely. we can store it without buying investments, without buying a home or like, you know, something that's easy to flip here and there. Um, and I think that's where, you know, cards and collectibles have really taken off as well. I'm so well put. I mean, the fact is like, I was still, you know, with my fiance, we were renting out a basement suite at the time. I was collecting cards, trying to make enough money to put a down payment down for a house. You know, I've done everything from shoes to cards. I used to sell, you know, luxury snacks to, with Dankmart and stuff like that. So, you know, I found cards as not only a way to get into a market of finding a way to follow your players a little bit more, because I follow them with my fantasy and, you know, I watch certain teams and stuff like that. But there are certain teams that we never see on TV, right? We only The only reason we saw the New, or New Orleans Pelicans start to come on TV was because of Zion. And... I can honestly say that he quite possibly was the biggest flop and upset for the card community because I know people that invested thousands of dollars in Zion and like it, you're sitting on maybe a quarter of what you spent and it's hard, right? So it, it's another thing you got to be aware of is injuries, but I've got cards in here that I've bought for $10 that I've sold for 500, right? And I've got cards in here that I bought for 500 and they're worth $20. It's crazy, but it also, it's all about finding the right collector for the right card always. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that, but it makes sense, though, because some cards could be sentimental to somebody. Absolutely. Like, they were probably at a game, and then this happened, and they, they need yeah. something to remember it by, right? So they can put that on their wall or pass that down to their kids as a story that they tell. So that's yeah. that's Ex actually, exa yeah, that's I've got cards exactly like that. Caleb comes up and goes, which, which one's the card that I get when I grow up? Because he knows that he gets my McDavid PSA 10 one day. I told him that'll pay off your college one day. McDavid, I'm praying for it. <laughs> so, but that's exact. I mean, the thing is, is like with the cards, it could literally go anyway. Yeah. Right? But it's good that, you know, in, in the last two, three years, just like in real estate, people have gotten that reality check too, that things can go both ways. Because if they got in, maybe you know, 2018, 2017, when things weren't good and people had no, there was no attention on collectible. I mean, there might have, there, there's, you know, niches, but once, you know, influencers start to go viral with stuff like that, people who already have a huge following, especially people who are, you know, looking at investment options. Yeah. And then these influencers start pushing it a little bit here and there, not telling you, hey, buy this card, buy this card, but saying, hey, this is what I'm buying. And all of a sudden, boom, prices skyrocket for those type of cards. Absolutely. Then you start to see like, okay, well, is that real value? Is that hype value? And uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, it depends, right? Depends on what that player ends up doing. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, it's crazy how much everything's soared in prices since that happened. If Logan Paul comes out at his next UFC fight with, or his next boxing fight, sorry, with say a Patrick Mahomes rookie card around his neck, that card will triple in value the next day. So it's almost like insider trading where it's like pump and dump where you could it's, do that. You know, it's crazy. It's almost, you know, if I were an athlete, I'd almost hit him up, you know, just yeah. to say, hey, wear, wear my card around your neck or something. You know what I mean? Because it's just, that's exactly the thing, right? That's, but, that's actually that's actually a smart marketing right, right there. there you go, right? And all of a sudden, all the sales for that start going through the roof. You never know. There's... So recently in the news, I don't know if you saw the whole the blindside incident. I heard with about the movie that. Yeah. So there's a John Morant card. I actually don't own it. I was smart enough to unload them once upon a time ago. But there's a famous John Morant card. And in the card, in the background, there's two rappers. One is Key Glock. One is Young Dolph. Young Dolph passed away. So when Young Dolph was uh, shot and when he passed away, that card went from being a card that sat in everybody's $10 bin to all of a sudden spiking to $150 because Young Dolph was in it. That was about a year and a half ago when Dolph passed away, maybe two years ago. And now all of a sudden a week ago, the card spikes up again. And you look on the other side of John Morant and there's the family, the husband and wife from the blind side sitting courtside as well. No so way. with all the news going on, 
the card once again goes from being, you know, a $25 card back up to $150 card. That's crazy. It's just crazy how something like that can happen. That, I mean, and that makes you probably take into consideration now, whenever you see a card, you're like, yeah, I wonder who's in the background. <laughs> Could be a safety net. There's a picture, actually. I'm sure you guys can look it up. Um, I want to say it's Sean Kemp, but I, I could be wrong. But there's a rookie card back in the day, and it's got the two shooters from Columbine in it, I believe. Or was it the two? No, I'm wrong, sorry. It was the two kids in New York that had killed their parents, and then they had went to the game right after, and they got arrested later that night. Wow. So they had literally had gone, and they had killed their parents, and they went to the NBA game that night, and they got a picture. They were courtside in the background, and they were somehow on this rookie card just randomly that's crazy it was just a random thing but then of course that card picks up money one day now it's a two dollar card but you know almost i could probably see that becoming some sort of like curse it's like oh you bought it because you wanted to you know make a a return on it and then all of a sudden it's like just kidding it's a roller coaster like i said Dolph passed away that card went up to 150 dollars six months ago though it was back at you know maybe a 50 dollar card it's back up again because of the news if I had one in my collection, I would be cashing it out right now because at the end of the day, it's not one of those cards that's going to contain its value. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, yeah, it's hype. Exa- it's just because of the news. Mm-hmm. Are you going to look around with a magnifying glass and see who else is in that picture and hope that they might be it's, relevant? It's actually a good reference too to like the way you invest in the market is there are those stocks that because of news, because of rumors, they spike up. But is there any sustainability? I was unfortunate enough to uh invest in one of those stocks amc oh, i was when gonna that, say was it doge when that whole uh well doge i did get into joe i've been in and out of doge but the, the same 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 fundamentals there where it, you know there's no real value it's just kind of hype um i think it's funny we talk about doge doge is pretty like driven by elon so yeah, i mean course. as long as he keeps driving that's that, the thing right what if elon fun- were to post a picture with a big basketball card collection do you know how hyped the whole community would be? Yeah. That would bring just another, you know, what, billions Well, they of would probably hate it because that's what happens with crypto, right? A lot of people in crypto, they're, they hate that Elon got involved because all he does is send a tweet and instantly goes up or down, right? And then it has nothing to do with it's the, the fundamentals. Of, yeah. Right. It's the internet. People will clown Logan Paul for wearing a Charizard thing around his neck, but at the same time, like... Look how many eyes he brings to the community. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right? the thing. Like, I remember when that whole Pokemon thing was going on with him. And, uh, yeah, it's pros and cons, right? A lot of people got exposed for that, right? Because there was people who were selling him fakes and, and he was getting just crushed online. Oh yeah. So I remember that. And, uh, like that, like 30, 30 to how much were those packs? Like 30 grand. Dude, I think, spent, then, uh, I think he spent close to a mil for a, a sealed case of the first edition cards. And I think it was something like GI Joe cards or something inside of it. Uh, it was a while back. I forget the full details, but it's. If you look it up, it'll give you a laugh for sure because just it, it just it's almost like funny watching the amount of joy that sinks out of his face so fast when he realizes what happened. It sucks. He did get reimbursed for it. I know that, oh, but wow. it, it, it's a fraud case, right? But at the same time, it's just yeah, it's true. When it's that that dollar value you're talking about, it's not like a ten dollar. Nobody pack. ever you know come follows through with getting scammed nowadays. You know, like people. People get scammed so often. Like if somebody wants to buy, say, this card from me and they're over in Toronto and, you know, they were, say, to send me the money and I weren't to ship it to them. It's so different where, you know, like a $200 thing, like for me personally, like I would go over there. It's it's the principle to me more so than anything, right? But like there's literally scammer pages on Facebook because of people that literally go in groups and like we'll post a card for sale, won't ship it out, we'll take somebody's money and stuff. But which leads me to one of my questions because, you know, there's a lot of people probably who are looking for alternative ways to invest and they're probably considering this as a vi- viable option, right? I'm Like I said, I just dipped my toes into it recently too. And I think it's, you know, it's the cool way to invest, right? It's, it's, it's cool yeah. to, you know, buy stocks when they make money, but you don't have anything tangible to show for it, right? Um, and so... A lot of people may be looking at it as an option, but they might not know where to go looking for it and be able to purchase it. Obviously, we're going to talk about the convention that you're holding. That's one option. But I've seen, obviously, a lot of people buying online through Amazon. And, like, would you say that's a safer alternative? Amazon? Or eBay? eBay. So eBay eBay is a great option. The thing is, is that you know that you are protected. Now, the hard thing with eBay and the hard thing with cards is you... There's two things. There's either a raw card or a graded card. 
graded cards are these guys and these protectors here. Raw cards are more so, you know, these guys that haven't actually been in a grader and it's just an actual card on its own. Mm -hmm. And the thing about buying a raw card online is that oftentimes you can't tell the corners or the edges or if there's some surface damage. And that's what they take into account when it comes to grading. So it's a little bit harder buying raw cards online. I, I do feel comfortable buying stuff online that is already graded off of eBay, you know. Um, it's really, especially like with me, I have my PO box set as my primary address in the States. So I can see everything that's for sale basically in North America. And that's so many more collectors that are selling on there than what you'll be exposed to. Even if you were to go to the biggest show in Canada, you wouldn't be exposed to a quarter of the collectors that are posting on eBay. That being said, we do have a few great shops around that have boxes, um, you know, sealed, bo sealed boxes. We call it wax in the community as well. Um, you can buy that. Um, I mean, I personally shop at Wiser's a lot. They know me very well there. I've been shopping there for long enough now that, you know. Wiser's I, is like a hobby store? Yeah, Wiser. It's uh, Wiser's World of Collectibles. Uh, they're right off 96th. If you were going to go uh, over to Maple Ridge over the bridge there, they're literally right to the right-hand side there before you were to go over the bridge. And, I mean, they've got a kid there that works there, Alex. I've got to shout him out because that kid is amazing. Seriously. I, he's, you know, maybe 13, 14 years old, and that kid's so knowledgeable. It blows my mind. Like, I, I ask him for help picking out my boxes, picking out random stuff, little questions I have. This kid is smart. But, you know, they take care of me for pricing. They're friendly. They're set up at all the shows as well. So, you know, you know they're a part of the community because it's a face always there. So, you know, I go there. Um, I do spend a lot of money at Pastime as well. Um, Ken has been in the community for probably as long as I've been alive. Um, he has a shop, Metro Town. I believe they closed down Tawasin. They might still have it open. Guilford, they opened a new location recently, and they just opened a new location in Langley. Wow. Um, right across the street from the complex that is the uh, the Walmart there on 64th. Uh, 204th, and I believe it's 66th will be where he is. But new mega store. Is it, uh, did they close down the one in Langley City? Yeah, the one that, OG store. I, I actually, I used to go to the original one before that on the one way. Yep. And uh, I remember walking down there, Yu-Gi-Oh days uh, with, with my mom. And that was the, you know, the treat here and there is we'd get like the little pack of starter pack from, uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh. And I remember walking in there and I remember seeing the, oh, I forgot, is it Thousand Eyes? What's it called? I don't even know. But there's a bunch of cards in the showcase. And I think this is maybe before it was all graded because I don't remember it having like, you know, the big hunky boxes with like the actual grading on them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you could see every single piece of, because uh, this this one uh, character had multiple piece things, like five pieces. You have pieces. to like combine the cards exactly. to build them kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Those are always cool. And uh, yeah, no, that, bring, that brought back a ton of memories going back in there too and um, that's what it is at the end of the day, right? It's just about the nostalgia you get from from looking back at this. I never was super big into the sports collectors, but I, you know, I watch sports to play sports. So you know, there's always that side of me who that's like, hey, this is pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, with me playing hockey growing up, it was kind of you know, especially you know, I got to take advantage of the fact that I played spring hockey and I played three on three, and it was fast paced. Like where you know each team's putting up you know five to ten goals a game because it's a smaller ice, three guys each, so. But my dad would make a deal with me, you know, for regular season hockey and for spring hockey that if I score a goal that I'd get a pack of hockey cards. So we were cleaning out the vending machine, you know. I'd be getting a pack after a game, pack after a game, two packs in a game, you know. So it added the collection up. So I didn't really know what I was doing 15, 20 years ago. But then all of a sudden I'm looking at it now and I'm going, damn, that was smart of me, right? Like, yeah, well, that's how it starts, right? It starts as just as super innocent, like, hey, I got my hockey players that I want, you exactly. know, to keep track of. And it's cool that you get, you know, a memorabilia piece from them. And then next thing you know, down the road, that comes back and you're like, wow, like, this is awesome. It's it's actually a way that you've, and I don't know how, I don't know if it was always like this, but um, it's a way where now you can monetize, you know, the, the little things you were doing as a kid. Absolutely. And make it a fun it's it's a good way to teach actually kids how to invest from a young age. Absolutely. That's why I love seeing the kids at all of these shows and, you know, the fact that like McDonald's is doing Pokemon cards in their Happy Meals once in a while is just like so cool to me. Costco's selling the Pokemon packs that you can hand out instead of candy this year. Like oh, cool. get the kids involved. I love it. I've seen that on the Toys R Us. They have that section near like the cash out. There's yep. a bunch of you all know, the cards and stuff for the ones. Yeah. 
sometimes in the customer service area, I mean, I don't know if it's the same as when the hype was big, but like cards were selling out as soon as they hit stores for basketball cards. 2019, between 2018 to 2020, essentially, you couldn't walk into a Walmart, a London Drugs, if you're in the States, a Target, you know, you couldn't walk in there and buy basketball cards. That's crazy. Shelves would be cleared off. And if you were lucky enough to find them, it was, do I open it or do I sell it at double the cost that I just paid? Because that easy was, flip, yeah. it was so easy at the time because everybody was after it. So everybody's crunched up at home. Nobody can go out. Uh-huh. This one guy goes out for the day and goes to Walmart and sees basketball cards, buys them all, goes home. And all these guys at home are like, oh yeah, man, I'll pay you a hundred bucks for that $50 box all day. Right. And it's just, just sold out. Yeah. And it's, crazy. you know, you sell them out that day and you're kind of going, well, when can I go back and get more? Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're, I mean, I guess same thing with toilet paper at the time though, realistically. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's a little bit uncomfortable to wipe with this. Yeah. Trust yeah. Me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it either. Um, so how about let's mention what you're kind of planning here and, um, maybe shout out to the community that's here in Langley or yeah. like you said, it's, it's all around the lower mainland and this is probably one of Vancouver's largest shows or if it is, Vancouver's largest shows and I why would, is it here I, I mean I would personally say for cards and you know for not just sports cards but the Pokemon cards and the collectibles this would be the biggest show in Vancouver other than you know Comic-Con Fan Expo when those kind of things come here but that's not necessarily bringing direct light onto this direct hobby it's kind of a wholesome thing right um now Dale and Angie from Bosa Productions have been doing this for forever um, we do monthly shows every month at the Bonzer Rec Center in uh, Burnaby over Rapist at the Metro Town. Um, every six months, we do a show at the Langley Event Center. Um, usually, it's between 200 to 250 vendor tables. Um, goes Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday, like I always say, is the buyer's day. Saturday is going to be the day where kind of everybody can make it out, whether it's people are coming with their kids, the collect the younger collectors are coming in and everything. Sunday's the day where it just gets crazy because it's family day. We've got all the kids in there. Everybody's looking for Pokemon. It's walking through there is an obstacle course. You have width to get through, but when there's a stroller here, a stroller there, six year old, a group of fifteen year olds here, you're trying to get through. Yeah, so I'd say if we were to start it on Friday, it's uh it's only two to eight Fridays, I believe. So it's uh it's more of like an intimate showing. Um, I'd say three to five hundred people usually come through about that. Um, you know, it's usually the people that are determined to come and see what these people are coming because we have vendors that come from all across Canada. I've got I've talked with guys that come with a huge Steph Curry collection and they're coming down from LA. So there's people that want to come and see what these collectors have and they don't want to come on Sunday and miss what Buddy sold on Friday. So, you know, it's more of an intimate showing because I find not as many people want to spend the top dollar to get in on Friday. The people that spend the top dollar are there for a reason. They want to find a trade. They want to make a deal. Saturday, it gets busy. You know, we can have anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people there. Um, The big thing about the Saturdays and the Sundays as well is usually that's when the guests come. Um, We have all kinds of guests that have come through through the past. Uh, Last show, we had Brandon Morrison. I got to meet him, got his autograph and everything. Um, But... Usually that brings a lot of extra people, especially, you know, I'd say the guys around my dad's age because it's, you know, oftentimes the guys that they've watched playing growing up and they want to come through. Um, I'd say Saturdays it gets busy. Sundays, though, is it's chaos. I, I would be, it would be silly of me to say we have less than 750 people throughout that day touch the floor. Like, it's got to be a 1,000 plus. If we're counting the stroller as an extra person as well, it's easily a thousand plus because the, you know, it's bumper cars in there. Um, I've had my ankles taken out a few times, um, but, you know, we always have something for the kids at the booths. It, it really is a big community. So at the end of the day, I've taken my kid walking around in there. He's lucky enough that this year his birthday is November 18th. So he's going on his birthday to the show. Um, and, you know, the guys always, it's, you know, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, here's something for the kids, right? If I have kids come and look through my bins and stuff, it's like, find something you like. I'd rather put a smile on the kid's face. It puts a smile on my face. I'm away from my kids for hours, so I'd rather see the kids at the community, you know, happy. And like you said, it brings light on it. Mm-hmm. These kids could take a card from me, and I could be silly by me, right? I could give these kids a $5 card, and all of a sudden it's worth, you know, $50 in a couple of weeks because that player is performing well. These kids got to, you know, but it's starting a young collection, Right. I know if I was in the position of walking around the card show at a young age, 
looking up at these guys, you know, you're obviously looking up at these guys going, wow, these guys, you know, I thought I was a collector. These guys have full tables of stuff. And then they're handing you stuff, just going, hey, here you go, here you go. It's going to make your day, right? So mm -hmm. we always try to make sure we have stuff packed up for the kids. I know lots of vendors do. That's awesome. And then when is this event? It will be November 17th to the 19th. So okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, I, I know I missed the last one. I got to check out this time because, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to definitely, and I, like you said, a lot of people have been reaching out to you that, you know, you wouldn't have expected yeah. are, are all of a sudden they're, they're considering, you know, investing or buying, collecting. I think it's something that, like, I know a lot of people collect, uh, stuff that isn't valuable. <laughs> so for a change of pace, you, you, you want to maybe get your hands on something that is valuable and it'll appreciate over time, right? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder when it comes to cards. I mean, this box right here is a nicely organized. Show them some of your cards. Maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> you're trying to, some, trying to get rid of some. Oh man, this you is, might be able to I mean, find somebody. I'll tell you right now that it's basically the personal collection and then the sellable collection, right? Mm. So that's, I try to keep it so that I, I have a couple of these boxes, but now my son started collecting Pokemon cards. So he's hijacked my other box and kind of literally, I went to my shelf and all of these were stacked up nicely and he has taken my box for his Pokemon cards now. So I told him until the next card show, that's fine. Um, but I mean, it's crazy. Like I, like I said, you know, won that in a raffle, $33. Last one that sold was just under 1100, 1080, I believe. Ooh, where's the camera? Which one? So Patrick Mahomes. Now the big thing about these is that it's all about the grades. So an 8.5 isn't beautiful, but at the end of the day, it's better than an eight. It's better than a seven and a half. You know, it's another thing that, you know, there's the two companies that grade. So I could always break this case open as gently as I could and try and send it to PSA, clean the card up and hope that PSA grades it differently. There was a huge thing the other day about how PSA had graded a card of five. And a guy looked at it and went, why? He broke it open and he sent it to Beckett. And they graded it a 10. Wow. How do we have an inconsistency like that in the yeah. community? Like, that's just weird, right? But, like, the collection, I, I go to a show and it's, all right, I've sold $1,000 in cards. I always end up leaving that show with at least another $1,000 in cards. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's inevitable, you know? There's shows that, you know, if we're showing off cards, this is my recent pickup. I'm going to cherish this as my baby. But it is a Franz Wagner on card auto. And it was from the 23 Nationals. So essentially, this was an event that happened in the States. And they gave them out. And it's a guaranteed one of one in every box. So I won this. But like you said, is eBay a good place to buy? I bought this off eBay. So, you know, it's hard because I, I'll make a post in a group saying, hey, is anybody selling Franz Wagner autos? And people will say, yeah, I am. But at the same time, there's a big thing of greed too. So like we've said, people will buy in at a price. And we have websites that show recent comps, showed, you know, the last 10 sales of that card. And people will go, oh, yeah, no, I want $500 more than that though. And it's like, well, this is what the card's worth. And they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to sell it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather go to eBay where a guy's selling the card and I can just buy it right away, right? Mm. It does suck for the seller. There are some high fees. Right? On eBay? Yeah. So How much are you talking? I think Did I saw... it a percentage basis? Yeah, it's, it's percentage basis. Oh, wow. I, saw a guy, pretty big, I saw a guy making a complaint earlier this morning and he made a $580 sale and got, I think, like $80 or $90 in fees on it. Wow. And I was like, you know... It does. Yeah, it, that's a, that eBay is the one making it. EBay, but <laughs> I didn't know it was that expensive. They yeah, do like, have, you have to take that into account then when you're selling it. But if you don't know, then I guess that's the difference. It's even worse when you put it up for an auction because you don't know what it will end at. That's what eBay has as well. You can put it up for an auction for seven days. Yeah. And what if nobody wants the card at that time? Mm -hmm. Right? There's people that will cancel the auctions and stuff like that. But at the same time, like you might be ending up selling a card that's a $500 card for 150 bucks because nobody was bidding on it. Right. Right? So... And you have to at that point. I mean, you can back out of it if you want, but then you can also get that negative feedback on your eBay account. Mm -hmm. And for a big seller, when you have negative feedback and then people can write the comment that you didn't oblige, you know, your right. deal for your bid, yeah, it's going to put some shade on you and nobody else is going to be bidding on your future items, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So That makes sense. Yeah. I don't sell on eBay personally. It's a hassle, right? I'd have to package up so much, you know. I'd rather just do these events locally. 
I have no problem traveling to do events. I'd rather show face. Mm-hmm. I, I'd mm-hmm. like to show myself. I like to talk to people. I would rather. That's s- how you can sell them on the card too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather see the smile the on story. somebody's face too. You know, yeah. there's nothing better than going to a card off. show going, all right, I'm looking for this card. And then you get there and you find it and you make the deal for it. And it's, it's such a great feeling, honestly, because it's relief. Like, especially if it's the first thing you see, I've walked into a card show going, man, I need to find a McDavid today. And all of a sudden, you know, first table, there's a table of McDavid's and I'm like, man, let's make a deal. <laughs> right. So it's, so what? Okay, so how about some picks then? Do you have any like um, suggestions that? Who are you expecting? This is where Ooh. I guess you could pump some of yours. Ooh, I, but uh, but, I, but if I'm but if I'm if I if I think they're doing good, I'm not going to be selling them. So or like, uh, or like yeah, telling them because you want it. I love I love Trey Murphy the third. New Orleans doesn't have anybody. They've got nobody. Zion's a bum. New Orleans has nobody. I got this card at the last show in April. Uh, somebody came up to my table. It's the funny thing about being at the table, Sue, is there's people that always come up to you selling cards as well. So somebody came up to me, asked if I wanted to buy it. I looked at comps, asked him what he wanted. We ended up figuring out a deal at $60. Uh, he didn't do much for the rest of the season. I ended up grading the card. I just got it back a month ago, came back at 10. Uh, I looked up comps just for, you know, it's numbered out of 99 as well on the back, very small. But... I looked up comps and a nine just did 160 US. So I'm like a 10. I'm probably looking more at, you know, two, 250 US. But at the same time, it's one of those guys that I think is, you know, going to be coming up, right? So I don't, I've been buying on him. I've got a couple of cards at my PO box of his that I need to pick up still. Uh, Bones Highland, I have a few of his. I don't know if I have any to show because I just sent off at my last show another big submission of my cards to send off to get graded as well. Cause oh, okay. It's a certain, it takes a couple of months to get them back. And yeah. with November, with the show coming up, yeah. I want to have as much inventory as I can. Mm. So I tried, I sent out like 40 cards, hoping to get something graded. Now the timing I mean, for this one is in November. Uh, do you find that around that time of year, you know, it's a little bit busier? Oh, it's beautiful. Just because of Christmas time, everybody wants That's to buy That's my those best Christmas. sales line. That's my best sales line. I'll tell you right now, don't come past my table if you're with your boyfriend, because I'll tell you right now, I'm selling you a Christmas present. <laughs> I'm selling you a Christmas present. Hey, 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 who's he collect? Who's he collect? Who's he collect? You know, I'll get, I will get a card in your hands. But it's great for the kids, too. I mean, there's some great, like Zephyr Epic is another local card shop that does great deals at the show. Like, I mean, I set up my table early enough so that I can go stand in line at Zephyr so I can get their deals because they sell boxes of cards for cheap and it's great for the kids, mm. right? So it's, it is great, but I mean, it's good for the Christmas presents. I buy my Christmas presents there, right? I've yeah. got kids at home, so I go around. So like I said, though, it's hard because Caleb's birthday is on the day of the card show. So do I buy him a b- birthday present or do I buy him whatever he wants at the card show when he comes? Oh, yeah, that's tough. Because, you know. I mean, I know this guy's back here somewhere. I mean, we all know. Yeah, and this guy just keeps producing too, hey? Now, I'll show you a real cool card. I don't know if the camera would even pick it up, but essentially this is two cards in one. Oh, I can't even see it. Here we go. Oh, yeah, there we go. Is this a rookie card? It's a rookie card for uh, both of them. So it's a rookie of Vetchkin and a rookie Crosby. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Damn. So when you move the card around, it shows both of them. So, you know, like so just... So this would just would have came in a regular pack. Yeah, it just comes in a pack like that. That's crazy. Right? Like you said. like and they we, both, like, killed it. <laughs> what a rookie year. Like, what a class. I mean, technically, we all know Ovechkin should have been the year before. But, you know, the story with that is it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, another huge card. I picked this up. Peter? Judge. I picked this up before last year, before last year's season, and then he went off to break. He questionably went off to break off the or to break the home run record. It's questionable because the guy that has the record is, you know, also known for doing a lot of steroids. So do we count it? <laughs> yeah. People are saying there's an asterisk. At the end of the day, he went off last year. He went over 60 home runs last year. Wow. So, you know, I bought that at a really low price, and then look what happens. So when somebody tells you, hey, watching sports is not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally say, hey, I don't know about that. Because that's what I was telling people, too, is uh, people that gamble on sports, if they know how to gamble on sports, hey, that's like a – there's still me. a risk. There's still <laughs> a risk. But it's like you get – it's like it's like trading in the stock market with, like, 
insane knowledge of what's happening at the companies, lots of research, right? If you're totally submersed in that, like, go have at her. Like, oh, you're, 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 you're playing you're playing behind the scenes here. Like it's unfair almost in some cases, obviously anything can happen, but for the most part, there's usually a track record. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, this, this is a game for anybody to get into. Essentially you, I, I mean, I can put it into the perspective of this, you know, if you're going to go, we'll put hockey into the window. And, you know, if you're going to invest in somebody like, Connor Bedard right out the window, you can expect that you're going to be paying high because he's such a high prospect. But then when you look at guys that, you know, aren't as big of a prospect that you might have some faith in and you back, you know, take like a hun- you said, the hometown team that exactly. just joined and you're like, Hey, you know, take a hundred dollars from your paycheck and go invest it in a pot Colson card or however you pronounce his last name. And I mean, you know, invest in him. And if he starts to take off, you know, you're laughing, right? I did that for a couple, I mean, for a three month period, I was just taking a couple bucks from every paycheck and investing in Jordan Poole. And I bought cards of Jordan Poole's for $30 that I've sold for over $1,000. Wow. So it's really just a matter of playing the field. It's all about finding the right collector, like I said, too, because I'll buy Jordan Poole. I'll buy Jared Vanderbilt. You know, this is my guy. But at the same time, I will never find him at any card shows mm. because he's in the Luka Doncic rookie year and everybody's keeping their boxes sealed. Wow. So That's interesting. That's another factor that comes into play. Exactly. Well, I mean, now that it's very, you know, there's there's so much attention on it, though. That's probably what everyone's hoping for, right? Eventually, well, now the resale value on those are going to be crazy, even if there is no Luca in there. Well, and the thing is, look at a sealed box from Jordan's here, right? So, I don't even know how much those go for. I, I don't even want to say on here what it goes for because I could be wrong and I would just look dumb to my fellow hobbyists that watch this. <laughs> But I'll tell you right now, it's it's gross. Uh, six figures, wow. right? But, I mean, then again, like, I know people that were paying high, you know, even a box of National Treasures for Zion's year, I know people that were paying, you know, low five figures for boxes. Wow. It's crazy. I made the biggest investment of my life was a case of UFC sports cards. I was going to ask you about UFC because that's what I watch a lot of. And I was just thinking, I'm like, how, how do you even, yeah, grade that? It's uh. I guess there's collectors for everything, though. So Panini made sports cards for UFC. About two years ago, I think it was, maybe three, they did the first cards with Panini. Mm-hmm. There were cards years and years ago with Tops, but this was the first time they were doing it with Panini. And they called it the first edition. So I bought a sealed case of the hobby boxes. And I paid $18,000 for a sealed case of them. There was 12 boxes inside. And I held on to it waited a bit, and about eight months later, I'd found somebody that opens a lot of cards on stream and stuff for people, and he was interested in it, and I flew the box to him in Washington, D.C., and I mean, I left early in the morning. I took it through TSA. They tried to open the box. I told them, (laughs) if you open this box, he will pull out of the deal. Like, you might as well just send me home with it, and they ended up putting it through the x-ray. They let me go, and I ended up selling the box to him for just shy of 32 grand Canadian. Wow. So, and I hopped on a flight later that day and made it home. And then what, did you follow up with that? I mean, I, I follow him on, uh, I follow him on, uh, what is it? Did, what, did, did he not? open it? Uh, so, so I sold at a great time. He ended up reselling the case at a loss of 20. He ended up selling it for 22. Okay. Just trying to recoup wow. funds because it started, like I said. That's when it started to come, yeah. It starts to come back down, right? So, and great. the big thing is too, with these boxes is that, if somebody pulls the biggest chase card, right? Say, you know, the Luka Doncic year. If the first day somebody pulled the one-of-one one, uh, rookie Luka card. All those boxes. Boxes drop in value. Mm. But the longer and longer we go without pulling these chase cards, the more of a chance that one of these cards that it, or these boxes that are sealed will have that card in it. Right. So these boxes are going up in value over the years. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so that's the big thing. And you didn't get like, like that, but that's, that's graded though. Like, how do you know some kid didn't open? Like, there's no way that, I guess the, the, the price point, though, wouldn't make sense for a kid to just randomly have it that's not in the loop. I will tell you right now. I won't show you everything in this box, but if I had the one-on-one rookie, Luka Doncic, I would personally not tell a single soul. Because if you did, those hobby boxes would cut in half. I guarantee it. Mm. Right? So, I, I mean, there's rumors of it. There's been fake videos of it being pulled. 
I mean, it very well could. One of those videos could be real, and we could all just, you know, be doubting the kids that are making these videos. But there's been fake videos of it being pulled. I don't think it's been pulled yet. There's been rumors that it's overseas in a safety deposit box. <laughs> but like that, we're looking at a, at least $100,000 card. At least. For Luca already. That's crazy. It's his one of one. And the thing is, is he just continues to prove himself, not yeah. only in the NBA, but whenever he's representing his home country. Right. Right. We're watching FIBA right now and look at like he's just putting up numbers for his country just to try and get them forward. So I think that he will be considered one of the greatest when his career is done. It's just a matter of whether he's going to stay on the Mavs or not. That's how he brands himself, too, because I think that's the biggest thing. Jordan was amazing, but like the way he branded himself and he continues to do it. He's long off the court now. Right, so made more money after his career than he did playing. Like that's just that's a crazy thing right there. And there's two ways to go because even Shaq right there, like he went the opposite route, yep. but he went with like the affordable route, and he's still killing it too. Shaq's my guy. <laughs> that's if I my favorite NBA player of all time. Really? Oh yeah, most dominant. Just the way that he looked at the game, and I mean him as a person too. Like what's not to love about Shaq, right? Like. I was listening to a, a, a clip. I think it was Kobe doing an interview about how Shaq, they said if Shaq was a better shooter, he would have been the best of all time just because that's the only thing he was lacking. He was a beast. He was, you know, athletic, but his shooting just. <laughs> you ever watch you ever watch him show, shoot free throws? Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal to watch. It's hard to watch, but at the same time, have you ever seen him take down a whole rim off of a backboard? That's insane. Because that's just only like, one of the, the few that's ever done that. Right? That's crazy. So. That's well. I mean, they had to put it in rules. Now they have to ask you not to do that mm-hmm. anymore, right? They they don't want you yanking down on it too hard. So he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anything else that uh, we might have missed that you want to probably bring up? No. I mean, like I said, you know, we've got the show coming up. It'll be November seventeenth to the nineteenth. We've got you know we'll probably have about two hundred and fifty booths because at this last event that we had just in Metro Town when I was talking with Dale. He was telling me, you know, he's already selling, like, we're selling out. Mm. He's going around asking all the vendors, like, last call on tables kind of thing because he always wants to make sure, like, these guys, you know, us guys that are getting all of these tables in between months are getting tables as well at the big show. But at the same time, like, we've got people, like I said, that travel from across the whole country to come to this. At the end of the day, I think the only, in my opinion, the only other bigger show would be Toronto for Canada-wise. I mean, Vancouver's population compared to, you know, across... Canada as well. I mean, we've got guys, you know, there's lots of shows comparable to the ones that we do in Metro Town, but there aren't too many across Canada that are comparable to the one that's done at the event center. And I think that's what's really cool about it. Um, I feel like you're not, there's no big show in Vancouver, like I said. So going to this is the show to go to if you're a collector, right? So family day is free, Right. If you're, you know, wanting to at least just come pop your head in and check it out if you're kind of new to it and you don't want to come spend twenty dollars to get in. Right. But you know, we're gonna have a lot of vendors. It's gonna be fun, honestly. It's we have a good time. We're gonna have a lot of people there. Um the guests are gonna be announced soon. Usually they have all kinds of hockey legends. What, what other guests have you had? Because you mentioned a few Oh, I mean, my favorite was Todd Bertuzzi. I got to shake his hand and that felt cool just because I'm like Just punch somebody in the back of the head. <laughs> I was there. I was there. I felt it. The, and the, the hockey games I have been at, I was there when Donald Brashear, the two hands to the back of the head. That oh was my, my first God. hockey game. Oh, you were actually there. That's I was crazy. there, dude. I've been to a lot of these games. Because, uh, I mean, lucky enough with us owning Bosley's, we had uh, season tickets a couple times and stuff. Oh, yeah. So we'll get you to a game. That's awesome. Chicago, I'm excited. But, I mean, Bertuzzi was great. Um, we had Ed Jovanovski. Oh, cool. He was good. We had Gino, uh, Gino Ojic, just a little bit before he had passed away, unfortunately. But we had him literally the show before that. So, you know, it was kind of cool for the people that got to go and get autographs with him and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was a good uh, good experience. I've gone, I mean, every time I go and meet the guests, just because oftentimes you're you're going to get to see a Vancouver player. You know, we had, I want to say we had Oland once upon a time ago, but don't quote me on it. But, you know, on top of that, we've had, you know, Bobby Hull, Marcel Dion and stuff like that. Like a lot of the old time legends and stuff like that that still participate in these like old timer games. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know who we're having this year. Tor- Just stay tuned. Hopefully, yeah, we'll, stay so tuned. by the time this video drops, it'll probably be live. So check out. Uh, yeah, we'll the put a little page. bubble up in like the top right window of me. Just going like, oh, by the way, the guests are so and so, so and so, and so and so. Click the link. Click here, right? But I mean, 
Yeah, like off record, like, I mean, I'm going to Toronto, and, like, I know Mike Tyson's going to be the guest at the Toronto show. Oh, cool. Right? I don't think we can get anybody at that caliber quite at the Vancouver <laughs> show yet, but, like, I know uh, I talked to Dale once upon a time, and I was like, man, you got to get Nasland here for us. Like, that would just be too That'd cool. That'd be huge, yeah. Like, or the twins, even. One of the twins, at least, right? So you should see at these shows, we have some of the biggest Vancouver Canucks collectors, right? Uh-huh. We have guys that will have this whole table filled with It'd be cool just... to see a Burry card. <laughs> you want to see a Burry table? Seriously, I was just going to say, you'll see guys with, like, a table of, like, you know, Elias Pettersson, right? Just a full table of wow. all of his cards. Crazy. Right? If you yeah. go by, um, when you walk in, right down the right-hand side, as soon as you walk in, is usually where you see a lot of, like, the vintage stuff. Um, there's some, like... Don Cherry rookie cards type of thing. That's hilarious. Like, there is some crazy... Bet you that went up in value after he got canned, too. Man, I tried to buy it <laughs> off of one guy, and he wanted to sell me the whole year's set. Not just the one card you want, and I couldn't... I just wanted Don Cherry, right? Like, just for the personal collection. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure that one went up, you know. That's hilarious. I don't think he should have gone. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things that's happening now. So Right? It's you know, crazy. You, you kind of just... I'm going to be gone in five years for saying that on here. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> we'll see. Someone will dig it up for sure. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, like I, you know, if there's anything else I would say is if anybody's watching this and they uh, have a Jared Vanderbilt collection, I will cash you out in full. Um, other than that, I will most likely cash out any collection you have because that's what I do. It's so hard. Because my parents know that I do this. So with us owning the Bosleys in Cloverdale, my dad's at work all day telling people, yeah, yeah, Riley's out at a sports card show. Riley's here. And I've got all these old timers going, oh, I've got all these old cards as he wants. So I come to work probably once every couple of weeks to, I came once to a full duffel bag of cards wow. from the 80s. And I spent probably two hours going through them all. That's hilarious. Just sifting through cards for hours through the night, just kind of going through them to see if there's anything in there, right? Any but, luck? <laughs> I've had a couple guys, you know, I think, you know, I've spent like 400 bucks on a collection from one of my dad's friends and he had, you know, a couple nicer, you know, rookie cards, but you know, it's a matter of how they were stored and everything too. Matters. That's the big yeah. thing. These guys, none of these guys, have, they don't have a bunch of graded cards. It's a bunch of raw cards. Lots of them aren't even in, you know, at least a penny sleeve or, a, you know, some sort of holder for it. So then it's a matter of picking up this card that they had, you know, in their bike spokes. And I'm like... <laughs> You know, if, if this was in mint condition, it would be a $10,000 card. I'll give you $10 <laughs> for this, right? So it's, but I mean, yeah, I, if you are a collector, if you have a collection sitting around at your house, anything like that, I would say come to this show because somebody will cash you out. Mm. People are at, we advertise it at the tables. Lots of people will put buying, selling, trading. Mm -hmm. You can walk up. I mean, I know for a fact, me and a lot of the people that I'm with don't get offended. So you know, people come up and say, hey, are you buying? Hey, mm -hmm. are you guys doing trades? I'd rather you come up and ask me than me have to ask you, right? You know, you come up to me with a box, put the box on the table and show me what you got. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes we're buying at the shows, we're selling, we're trading. It's it's a community event, right? So realistically, like we want to put cards in your hands at the end of the day, but I want to leave with something cool too every time. Mm -hmm. I can't mm -hmm. remember the last time I went to a card show and sold something and then didn't pick something up. Like it's, it's almost a curse, Yeah. right? right? I just... You can't make money in the community when you're constantly putting money back into the community. But, yeah. you know, it's good. I love it. it it's building the inventory, though, just for, uh, you know, so you have options and you're not like holding on to one card like, oh, this is the only one I have left, you know? Yeah, I don't think that'll be a problem anytime soon. I've tried. I've tried to sell the whole collection, but at the end of the day, it's like when somebody's going to buy a whole collection, they're looking to spend like 60% of what yeah. everything is worth, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's hard. That's the wholesale, the wholesale price. Right. And that's like, that's what I, you know, that's where I'm at, where it's like, I'd rather just go to these shows, show face, sell the cards myself kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, where, where can they, can they find you? Where can, can they find more about the event? Is there like a page on social media? Yeah. Maybe we'll pop it up if you don't have the name. Yeah, no, I've got, I mean, Bosa Productions will be what you want to look up. I know uh, they have an Instagram page. I know they don't post to it too much. Um, I'm going to talk to Dale and see if I can take over his Instagram page because I already post enough selfie videos at the, uh, at the, yeah. or, uh, you get enough traffic. Off yeah, Snapchat. I'm, I'm, I'm there enough with my selfies and making videos of my sales and stuff when I'm there, we might as well get it going a bit, but they do have an Instagram page. Um, I mean, there's lots of guys, 604 cards, okay. TCG cards. Um, you know, there's lots of guys that are in the community that are constantly posting either cards, posting about these events and stuff like that. Um, you know, either, you know, Chani or I can always answer questions. You can find me on Facebook. 
I'm on Instagram, Riley Burtz. I have my kid, you know, I started a collectibles Instagram and I had started it as Caleb's collectibles. And then I had another kid. So now I've got to, you know, I can't really make it just one kid's collectibles because I know it'll, you know, come to bite me in the ass in a few years. So I'm thinking of the new name for it, but you know, Riley Burtz, I'm on Instagram. If you ever have any questions about it, I love to talk about it. You know, we have literal discussion forums about this just to talk about cards because we, at the end of the day, we love it. Yeah, have, it's a passion. That's what, that's what makes it fun though. It's not just like, like we keep talking about, like putting money into, you know, something that's totally digital. You never get anything. They never send you a little ticket of anything. I can hold this. Yeah. You get to put I it on display. It's something exactly. to talk about. Right. So that's, that's why I love, uh, the, the whole vibe about cards. And I mean, same thing happens with, you know, art pieces and jewelry. Right. But yeah. this is one of those where you can almost guarantee that in some way the value will fluctuate. Whereas you get a watch that's has millions of copies. You're not going to get anything. And you spent yeah. like a thousand dollars. Right. So yeah, that's a uh, definitely a good route to take. I'd yeah, say. Absolutely. And I mean, it just brings us all together. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the guys. I've got buddies from high school that I haven't talked to in 10 years that are reaching out to me going, hey, I really like football. Should I, should I start buying football cards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of like, well, what do you, who do you like? Start investing in them. You know, what do you, what do you think? What do you, what do you, do you have the expendable income to say, hey, you know, I really like Joe Burrow. I'm going to put, you know, a little bit of money aside every day or every paycheck and then, you know, eventually buy a really big card of his mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I fully recommend that to a lot of my friends that are, you know, big on one team, especially when they draft a really hot new rookie, buy his rookie card, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sit on it, you know, right? But it's, it is hard because you could buy that rookie card. But at that they, point, like you have to be okay with it, right? You it could be the next Zion. <laughs> well, on that <laughs> note. It could be the next Zion. <laughs> on that note. Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap things up. Um, yeah, thanks for jumping on. Thanks so much for watching. If you have any questions for me or Riley, you can comment down below or reach out to him on his IG or see him at the convention. That's November 17th to 19th. 17th to 19th. Come on Friday if you want a deal. Come on Sunday if you're bringing the kids. And if you want to watch more videos like this, click one of these here. YouTube knows what you want to watch next and click here to subscribe. We'll be making videos like this. I guess we were doing it every week. Now we're doing it every month. So I'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care. Boom. How's the time on that? Dead on. Three minutes.